Hello, and welcome to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. My name is James Early. Thanks so much for joining me today. Each week, we take a fresh look at the Bible and dig down beneath the surface of things to the deep spiritual lessons of God's love for each one of us and how to live that love in our daily lives. The goal is to get back to the original Christianity of Jesus with his focus on healing and salvation and his message that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. This is episode number five, and the topic today is, It's Time to Claim Your Divine Inheritance. I'm going to start off with a quote from Romans chapter 8, verses 16 and 17. This is one of my favorite places in the whole Bible. Paul writes, The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. I want to share a story that happened several years ago that really taught me the importance of understanding what my divine inheritance is and claiming it. I was really struggling with a very serious problem. My knees were swollen, and they were very, very painful. It was slowly getting worse, like every day a little worse, and this had been going on for weeks. You know, I had trouble just finding a comfortable way to sit or to stand or to walk or to lie in bed. I had to shift every minute or two. It was especially hard going up and down the stairs, and I had a pretty big limp when I was walking. I had to kind of shuffle along. It was not comfortable. And I'd been praying all this time for healing. I'd been praying every way I knew how. I'd pray about all kinds of things. And I'm sure all those prayers were helpful to some degree, but there didn't seem to be any improvement in my situation. I just want to put in here that, you know, as this problem kept getting worse, I was really getting concerned. I didn't know what was going to happen. I had a family. I had things to do. I didn't know how long this was going to go on. And as I said, I was praying about this, but there was a lot of fear there and uncertainty. But one morning, I had a spiritual breakthrough. And my prayers took a little different turn than they had before. It came to me to claim my rights as a child of God. And I realized that this problem was not included in my inheritance from God. It was not something that I had received from God. And so it was not part of my divine inheritance. It had no part or place in what God had ordained for me. And these weren't just words. I really felt deeply God's love for me. And I also sensed my divine rights as his heir. The amazing thing is that I felt a real shift in my heart, in my thinking, in my affections, in my whole demeanor. And do you know what? Within the next three or four days, the swelling was completely gone. My knees were fine. The pain disappeared. And I had full freedom in all my activities. I was so grateful and relieved, too. You can imagine. As grateful as I was for this healing... I was even more grateful for the lesson it taught me to claim my true spiritual inheritance as a child of God. That was what really has stuck with me in the years since then. You know, usually when we think about our inheritance, we think about something our parents leave us in their will or our rich Aunt Minnie left us some special little teacup that was her great-grandmother's 
We have all these kinds of things we, we want to inherit from our relatives, the stocks and bonds, the horse farm, the yacht, all these material things. And if we don't get them or if we feel like someone else gets something we wanted, we get all bent out of shape where there's jealousy and there's anger and there's rivalry and there's a feeling of injustice if someone gets something that you thought you deserved or if things aren't divided equally. I don't know if you've ever had those kind of problems, but when that happens, you feel like you've been taken advantage of. You feel like you've been cheated out of something that should have been yours. What about when, say, the dad has lost his wife and he remarries and he either leaves everything in his estate to his new wife and the kids get mad or he leaves everything to his kids and he doesn't leave anything to his new wife and she gets mad and feels left out. There are so many situations where those kinds of things have happened. And I think part of the problem is they don't realize what their true inheritance is as a child of God. They're so caught up in what their worldly inheritance is, and they're thinking it's some monetary value or some sentimental value that makes it worth something. But it's really their divine inheritance, the spiritual inheritance from God that they should be so concerned about. So that's what we're going to talk about today, your spiritual inheritance. I want you to imagine for just a minute that you had a rich uncle, and he left you $10 million in his will. Fortunately, he gave the same amount to each of your five brothers and sisters. So that's really handy because it means there's no jealousy or rivalry. You all got the same amount and everybody's cool with that. The funny thing is you had no idea he had that kind of money. I mean, he'd always been generous with you, but you had no clue he intended or was able to to give that much money to all of you. But there's one stipulation in his will. Out of the 10 million, you only get to keep 1 million for yourself. And you have to give the other nine million away before you get your share. And your uncle set up a simple system with the executor of his estate to report how you share your money. First, you have to claim your inheritance and prove that you are one of the rightful heirs. And you have to agree to those terms. And one of the details is that you cannot just give all your nine million dollars to each other. It has to go to some needy or worthy cause. And so you have $9 million to give to your favorite charities to help foundations or organizations or individual people in the way that you would most like to do it. And you have to show the receipts and everything, prove that that's what you've done, and then you'll get your $1 million. So I know this is just an imaginary scenario, but I think it's helpful to ponder sometimes how you would behave in such a situation. What would it be like to have such resources available to you Would it change the way you see yourself and how you see your fellow man? You would realize what a difference you could make in the lives of a whole lot of people. Who would you help? What organizations would you give to? And more importantly, how would it make you feel to do so much good for so many people? Just in thinking about this right now, I realize I have a whole lot to give. I don't have $9 million to to dole out, but maybe I have something worth even more than that. And you probably do too. I mean, who can put the value on how much love there is in your heart? What is forgiving your enemies worth? What about a life redeemed from sin, bad habits or drug addiction or hateful or proud behavior or any kind of things that we've done wrong? If you've been redeemed from those things and restored through Christ, that's worth a whole lot more than $9 million. And you can share your experiences with others and help them discover their divine inheritance. Now, I want to come back to this quote from Romans. In his letter to the church in Rome, Paul says, We are heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. 
Have we even begun to scratch the surface on what that really means? I don't think I have. I mean, yeah, we've scratched the surface maybe a little, but there's so much more. What does it even mean to be an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ? I mean, imagine the full implications of what that could mean and the consequences that that should have in our lives. Now, pay attention to the verb tense here. Paul says we are. It's present tense. It's not will be the children of God. We are the children of God and therefore heirs right now. He's not talking about something way off in the future or after you die. Jesus also had this present tense sense of God's gifts, God's bounty, God's kingdom. He said, starting his ministry, the kingdom of heaven is at hand, here and now. It's not somewhere just in the distant hereafter. When Paul says that we are heirs of the kingdom now, he's really bringing home the same point that Jesus was. Now, we may not see or comprehend it all right now, but it's still true, and it's still valid right now. So what is this spiritual inheritance? What is our divine inheritance? What are our divine rights? It's to think and act like Jesus, to love like he did, to pray like he did, to forgive like he did, to heal like he did, to surrender to God's will like he did, to see that the kingdom of heaven is here and now just as he saw that it was. That's your divine inheritance. It's your divine right to be like Jesus right now. In fact, he promised, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. That's John 14, verse 12. That's your divine inheritance, to think and live and pray and act and heal like Jesus did. Have you claimed your divine inheritance? Have you accepted your right to receive such an inheritance? Or have you somehow decided that, well, you must not be included in the list of heirs who gets the full gift? But God has prepared this infinite inheritance of good for all of his children. And Christ has opened the door so that we can see God's love for us as his sons and daughters, that our spiritual inheritance exists, and that we're worthy of it, and that we can walk through that door to claim it. So let's go back to this little parable of your rich uncle who gave you 10 million, but you had to give 9 million of it away before you got 1 million. You have to put your inheritance to good use to bless others before you can get your full inheritance. It's not enough to just sit around and think, wow, I'm the child of God. I'm a joint heir with Christ. I have all his goodness and love in my life. I'll just sit here and bask in that joy. I'll just sit in my prayer chair all day long, or I'll just think about all the things that God has given me, and I'll be so grateful. It's good to be grateful. It's good to bask in the joy, and it's good to glorify God. But Jesus did not just sit around and take care of his own needs. He used his God-given abilities to bless and heal others, and we really have to do the same. It's not just about you. It's not just about me. It's about helping other people as well. That's the example that Jesus gave us on how to put our inheritance to work. So let's talk about claiming your divine inheritance. I'd like you to take a moment right now, and we're just going to be still for a moment. Now, don't pretend like you'll do it later. Imagine you're in a courtroom, and you have to prove to the court that you are the heir of your uncle to get your $1 million. You've proved that you've given the $9 million away. 
What if there was somebody disagreed? Boy, you'd stand up and you'd fight for your rights and say, no, I did this. I did everything the way I was supposed to. Here it is. And this is who I am. And I deserve to have this money come to me. You would fight for it. You would claim who you were. You'd prove your identity. You'd prove you'd done the right things. Will you claim your divine spiritual rights and inheritance with the same fervor of expression, with the same conviction that they belong to you? Take a moment now and claim your divine rights as a child of God. If you've never done this before, it may seem a little hypocritical because, you know, who am I? I've made all these mistakes. I haven't lived up to all these. That doesn't matter. You do have a right. You are a child of God as an heir, a joint heir with Christ to God's kingdom. You have a right, a divine right to your spiritual inheritance. Claim it. As a child of God, you have full rights to the spiritual resources in the kingdom of heaven, just as much as Jesus did. The difference is he constantly exercised his divine rights. It's time for us to follow his example. Now, just to be clear, a big part of the legacy he's left us is to give God the full credit for your ability to do what you do. Jesus never did anything for his personal glory. He reminded his followers, I can of mine own self do nothing. That's John 5.30. Do we even half remember that when we go about doing what God has impelled us and empowered us to do? Or do we sort of think, well, look how great I am. I did all that great stuff. We always have to give God the glory and give him full credit for empowering us and making us able to do it. It is your divine right and your divine inheritance to pray with the same conviction and authority that Jesus did. And expecting the same results is also part of your spiritual birthright. Don't be so quick to trade this right for a pot of lentils like Esau did. You may remember that story in Genesis chapter 25. Esau was hungry, coming back from hunting, and his brother Jacob was cooking a pot of lentils. And Esau was so famished, Jacob said, well, if you'll sell me your birthright, I'll give you something to eat. That wasn't very nice of Jacob, by the way, but Esau did. He didn't really honor his birthright enough. He gave it away for nothing, basically. Don't be that way. Your spiritual birthright, actually, you can't give it away. You might think you have, but it's still yours. You are the child of God. So I'd like to ask you if there's something going on in your life that is not part of your divine inheritance. Some things that are going on in our lives we don't have much control over. Some things we have a lot of control over that we can change if they're not in in accord with what we're inheriting from God in the kingdom of heaven. Maybe you've got a health problem. Maybe there's a situation at work. Maybe some greed or jealousy or some other little sin is sneaking around in the back corridors of your heart. God has already given you dominion over whatever the problem may be. That's part of your inheritance is you have dominion through Christ over whatever the problem is. But you have to exercise this dominion. We all do. Jesus pointed out the way. He was the way. He showed us how to proceed. He gave us all kinds of examples to follow, and his teachings are pretty clear. We just have to follow him, and it's time for us to follow those examples. So I'm going to invite you right now to take your stand. It's time to claim your full inheritance as God's dear child. And don't back down. You are the heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. You can say this, put it in your own words, but you can say something like, I claim my divine rights as a child of God. I am an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. 
I have full rights to all the gifts that God has given me in the kingdom of heaven. Put your spiritual foot down and claim your divine rights. What are your divine rights as a child of God? More than we can number. But basically, it's to inherit the kingdom. It's our place or our citizenship in God's kingdom. You know, we get a hint of this by looking at how Jesus helped people. He restored their health. That was one of their divine rights to health. He brought freedom from sin. That was one of their rights. That's one of your rights, one of my rights, freedom from sin. He strengthened their faith. That's a divine right. He assured them of their worth in God's eyes. There's another divine right. He taught them more about love than they had ever known before. God's love for you is the bulk of your divine inheritance. And you know, the same way Jesus treated those people, that's how he'd treat you and me if he were here today. How are we going to treat others? How are we going to use our divine inheritance to help others? That's also part of our inheritance is to help others. God has given us the ability to help other people the way Jesus helped other people. So don't ever think that you're not capable of helping others or that you're not worthy or unfit. That's part of your divine inheritance to receive all the blessings God has for you and to share them with others. When Jesus was about to be crucified and talking to Pilate, he said, I came to bear witness to the truth. I believe that this truth that he came to bear witness to is what is true in the kingdom of heaven. Now, I went into a lot more detail on this in episode number two, so I'll put that in the show notes. It's thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash zero zero two. If you want to listen to that episode, if you haven't already, what it really comes down to is your divine inheritance is what is true about you in the kingdom of heaven right now. The only things you will have in heaven are what you have inherited directly from God. Jesus said that this kingdom is at hand and is within us. Going back to that story of your rich uncle, you have to claim your inheritance to receive it. You have to prove your identity. And the way to claim your inheritance is to prove by the way you live your life, not only for yourself, but in helping others, that you are indeed a child of God and a follower of Jesus. Let's just take one more moment here and just quietly, silently claim your inheritance. You are a child of God. I am a child of God. You are the heir of God and joint heir with Christ. Let me read this verse again from Romans and I'll close with this. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. We'll close with that. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this helpful. If so, please share this with a friend. Someone else needs to hear this message. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Bible Speaks to You podcast, I hope you'll do so. You can do it on Apple or Spotify, Stitcher. There are lots of places to listen. If you have a question or a comment, I'd love to hear them. You can leave that in the show notes. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 005 on the show notes page. I'd love to hear from you, know what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear how you put this into practice, how you claim your divine inheritance. Let's do this together. There is such strength in collective prayer. I just want to thank you for listening. I've had such wonderful response to the first four episodes of this podcast, and this is number five. I've just really appreciated the comments that people have sent in to me. The responses have all been very heartwarming. People have really appreciated the message. They've found it helpful. And if that's the case for you, I'm so grateful. 
I would really appreciate it if you're listening through an Apple device, if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. That's the best place to leave a review right now. And let me know what you thought. Let me know how it was helpful. That would mean a whole lot to me. I'd really appreciate it. Okay, then, I think that about covers everything. Thanks again for listening. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. God bless and have a great week.